Welcome to the Countdown Podcast, and we're going to do Bullet Train for you today. My name's Wayne. And my name is Paul. Strange within for this brand new adaptation of a Japanese novel that was originally called Maria Beetle. Is that so? Published in English as Bullet Train by Kotaro Isaka. It's directed by David Leach with a screenplay by Zach Olkowitz. It stars Brad Pitt, Joey King, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Andrew Koji, Haruki Sonada, and then other people which I won't name because they are cameos, which are quite entertaining if you didn't know that they were coming. Agree. 126 minutes long, this one, on a budget of somewhere between 86 and $90 million. It has, after one day, including Thursday previews in North America, taken $12.6 million at time of recording. Wayne, what is Bullet Train about? Bullet Train. Uh, well, Brad Pitt plays Ladybug, who is an unlucky assassin, although how unlucky are you if you look like Brad Pitt, uh, <laughs> who's determined to do his job peacefully after one too many gigs has gone off the rails. Fate, however, may have other plans for him as his latest mission puts him on a collision course with like other lethal-ass-like hitman adversaries from around the globe, all with connected yet conflicting objectives on the world's fastest train. The Shinkansen, is that what it's called, Paul? You've probably been on it. Have you been on it? I have been on it. There you go. It goes Bullet very train. fast. There you are. That's the movie, folks. Yeah, all right, great. So, what does the bona fide critics have to say mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes? This one has a approval rating of 54% out of 232 critics with an average score of 5.6 only out of 10. Mm-hmm. On Metacritic, this one has a weighted average of 49 out of 100 based on 52 critics. And according to audiences, cinema score on the A plus to F scale have given it a B plus with an overall 82% positive on something called Post Track, which I never bothered to mention, so I don't know why I did it just now. How interesting. I don't know. We watched this together. We watched it together, folks. Big thanks to Kathy Sharp from yes, Sony Kathy, Pictures Australia so for the invite to the advanced screen. Got to see it a day early, and there were bugger all reviews online when we saw this film too. So And no real embargo that I knew of. So No, no, it literally opened the next day, the next day in yeah. Australia, so there was no such embargo. The reviews were appearing in the 12 or 15 hours before we saw this, and I avoided them because I wanted to be pure Me too. as I went in and I couldn't read whether you were down with this or were not down with it <laughs> no. and we were very careful walking out not to yeah, say we didn't anything. say shit about it we never do it's so Wayne like... go first tell our listeners what did you think of a bullet train okay let's talk a little bit before the movie into to, like because we were both looking forward to this right yeah this is one of my most anticipated films of the if not my most I can't remember right and listeners if your heart doesn't leap at the prospect of an action thriller about a bunch of assassins battling out on a bullet train between Tokyo and one of them's Brad Pitt. I'm not sure movies are really for you. No, no, I'm not sure this podcast is for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you have got... And it, this is so, this trailer and this the way is, it looked was this so is our bread and butter. Cool. It's the lifeblood of why the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast exists. But also, I mean, I, like, some people don't like action movies, I get that. But, like, if you... Just as the idea of this, right? If you look at the trailer, it's like, look at this fucking thing, right? And so you're excited. So I'm excited. So I get up on there. And... I expected to like it so much. I think it might have fucked with me, Paul. Yeah, think it might have fucked disappointment. With me. Because even though it expectations looks, kill you, it'll every kill you time. every time. Even though it looks good, and I didn't dislike it. I'll tell you that straight up. I did okay. not dislike it. Good. Okay? Even though it looks good, and there are some interesting ideas that are executed fairly well throughout. It wound up being just an okay film somehow. I bet you we end up with the same fucking score, though I'm going to talk talk more highly of it because I mark more critically than you do. Yeah, you're yeah. not wrong. I would say this doesn't meet, didn't meet my very high expectations because I had, I thought this was the perfect blend of everything that I love about film. Huh. You know, the the hyperkinetic visual stylings, Brad Pitt being Brad fucking Pitt, That's charming right. as fuck, and then on top of that. 
David Leach, the co-director of John Wick, the original one, and mm. sort of bringing his martial arts style. Although I had conveniently forgotten he also directed Hobbs and Shaw. And Shaw. Yeah, but you got to get paid for <laughs> <laughs> That may have actually lowered my expectations in a good way had I recalled that before watching the film. See, you say about Brad Pitt being Brad fucking Pitt, and I don't think he was being Brad fucking Pitt in here. My issue with this film straight up is after you see the whole thing, and don't get me wrong, he's very perfectly watchable and great and stuff. It's Brad Pitt. He was a bit of a pussy. <laughs> like, um, and let's whoa, fight. Whoa, 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 hold it's, on. Uh, first of all, so they put him in the bucket hat and the tracksuit and the yep. glasses. So he looks like a digital marketing consultant, <laughs> if you ask me, right? And he kind of talks like one, too. Because he's all talking about like slogans about overcoming toxicity and yep. setbacks and opportunities for growth. All that sort of stuff. Now, don't get me wrong, Paul. I'm a self-improvement whore myself. I, I, what was one? Hurt people hurt people? Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. So I, like, I've been listening to Anthony Robbins' shit since I was 15. So you would think I'd connect. But of course, when you, like you said, if, you, if you're a pussy, you tend to not like other pussies like you. So <laughs> it's like, that's one thing. And also... <laughs> no! No. Here's no! why. He's, for the lead in the Hitman movie, it's one thing to be a spiritual... Hitman, like, I guess Tarantino does it the best with his fucking jewels, whatever. Could you know? mention Tarantino. I think you'd also mention a bit of Guy Ritchie. Very bit of Guy strong Ritchie. influences on this, on this film. See, stylistically, I wouldn't have said that, but somehow, but, but then now that I think about it, with the flashbacks and yes, stuff, with maybe. the way the film is structured. You know I mean? Yeah, it's not got, like, that sort of... It's, it's beautiful in the neonness and the freneticness, like you say. That's all very cool. So I can't fault the style as such, right? I can even say that the, I, the, the flashbacks with the backstories and stuff were enjoyable. Like, it wasn't a bad move. But Brad Pitt being such a per se... I, don't, I think you're being harsh. I, I, think, think, I think he's... For a hitman, he needs to be better well, than everyone. For the hero of the movie. They kind of make it... Uh, is that a spoiler? They make it kind of clear that he's not really a hitman. He doesn't want to do hits. That's okay. But so, then, like, his, his default position should still be, I'm the shit. Like, I, he's my hero after all, Paul. Yeah, but I think I liked that in a way, because I think Brad Pitt can pull it off because he's such a good actor. Oh, if it wasn't Brad Pitt, it would be like, who's this fucking pussy? Straight up. So, okay, fine. So We're they, dealing they, with they that. Play with, they play a little bit with your expectations there. This is a little bit different than what, yeah, he's not the king dick. He's not the best of the best, and there's just no question. And the odds aren't stacked against him because the whole train's trying to kill him, because that would be one way. And apparently this film was originally developed by Antoine Fuqua, your absolute favourite. See, and this is what, it explains kind of everything. (laughs) But they originally did conceive this to be a diehard on a train scenario where Brad Pitt's character was a King Dick assassin, hitman, killing everyone who came at him. And that was the film. And it was going to be a hard R action film. All right. Then that through its production, Fuqua stepped out, Leach stepped in. They softened it further and further to be this more action comedy which I'm thing, fine with, Paul. Where it was a little bit more played for laughs, and some of which hit really well, some of which don't. Agree. That's probably the biggest Agree. knock on the film as far as I'm concerned, that there's too many desperate attempts at humour and about half of them fall flat. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I think the idea of making Brad Pitt not a stone-cold hitman who's mm-hmm. the best, by giving him the character to have, oh, there's something going on with this guy, yada, 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 that is all Excellent on paper. That idea is excellent on paper. Let's make it more interesting. Execution. Well, it's almost like it's it's it seems like the writing and the way that people were interacting with each other and the characters came. It's more like it was chance encounters as opposed to solid story to me. It's almost like they and there's a way of doing that that's co- that's good, which is I say pulp, pulp, 
Quentin Tarantino does it the best, right? This is situational stuff, but it sure. seems to work out in the end. But it doesn't end up in a cool way that works out for the story. It's, it just kind of... Yeah, I disagree. Yeah, see? I think we have to be careful for spoilers. So yeah, we'll no, it's, it's hard to talk about this, but... The action, I think, is good, not brilliant. I wasn't wowed by the action in the way that I was in the John Wick Agree. films, for it's, example. It's not filmed... Well, I suppose you're in a train, so it's harder, but like... Which was all shot... This is all shot on soundstage in... LA, yeah, because COVID was running rife at the time this film was shot, so they had to, they couldn't go to Japan and they couldn't put it on lo- shit on location and all the rest of that stuff. So, was it's he, all so even inside. the outside bits wasn't in Tokyo. Oh, I don't know about all of them, but yeah. certainly once they're on the train, pick up it's all yeah. LED screens in the background behind that are creating that. I think that's cool because it didn't look bad at all. It no, great. it looked good. Looked it did great. look good. And there's some nice, as we talked about, stylistic sort of movements between the train and the way it's sort of shot and whatever else. But the actual action scenes themselves, they're good. They're not wow. Yeah, and for this, I don't know that you can have... Like, when you got your Brad Pitt, you got you this, you sell it the way it is as an action epic. I don't know that you can fall short of wow. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's got to be but cool. that Well, as we discovered, though, it, wasn't, it was more an action thriller comedy than it was an action film. Yeah, so but the action scenes... That's why it went, the budget hit, comes right? down to 90 million. Yeah, look, I think they're good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, again, I don't, I'm not saying it's shit. Right? It's the special effects good. are good, too. And I, look, bottom line is, we probably haven't, I probably haven't emphasized it, although I am defending it, so people have probably worked it out. I, I like this film. I had a good time with it. It's definitely one of the better films I've seen this year. It wasn't the absolute king dick, oh my God, one of the best films we reviewed in the age of the countdown that I was hoping for. Yes, that's what it is. It's expectations. Yep. And also, I guess because of the conceit of the film, yeah, there's no character development such. It's kind of inch deep. Everyone's an orange tangerine. But, you know, they just got names. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, it's we not, get a little bit. We get enough. They, we get they're, certainly all, they're certainly all distinguishable. There's, there's no way you could confuse anybody in this movie. They're all very clear That's a good, fair, by fair the way enough. you get through it. And for this kind of film, I don't think you need to do anything more than that. Yeah, okay. Something was missing. But I don't think you're meant to care when these characters die. I don't think the film's trying to do that. Like, it's, this is a smoking. I know you hate smoking aces, but I like smoking aces. Fuck, that's a shit. This hole. is the next smoking aces, as far as I'm concerned. That's what's going on here, Paul. Smoking <laughs> aces was the most blatant ripoff of trying to be a Guy Ritchie movie <laughs> by a not Guy Ritchie director. Was Joe, it Joe, Joe Carnahan? Carnahan? Yeah. Look, he was probably given a brief to say make it look like a Guy Ritchie movie, and then he went on to do the cheapest looking thing I've ever fucking seen. So, rough. Um, very uh, rough. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So, if that's what's going on here, then that's what's going on here. This is this is Smoking Aces by way of Tarantino, by way of Guy Ritchie. So, I honestly don't necessarily look at it and go, they're trying to rip anyone off. No, but every film has its pastiches and its and its influences and whatever else. In fact, Brad Pitt's character, they were saying he was trying to to make him be sort of influenced and modeled off Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin in the way he sort of moved and he was a bit comedic and a bit not like the thing that you're not responding to. They were deliberately trying to do that. Okay. Um, I I maintain though that, like I said, not bad, but it contributed to it not working as much. So, yeah, it's a tough one. Let's get to spoilers then so we can speak a bit more freely about what works and what doesn't. And, uh, well, we always get there via Jack. You can't handle the truth. And the truth is, apparently, Wayne didn't like this film very much, and I'm a bit concerned. I said I liked it. I, th- I, th- I liked it fine, but I wanted fine. to like it more. I look, I've been conditioned over the years of relationships, Wayne, to not <laughs> believe fine is a good thing. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> all right, look at this, right? Look at this. Here's what it is, I think. Here's why, because I think... Oh, are you? Saying, fine? Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like the girl fine. Like, fine. It was like, <laughs> fine. You know, so. but still, even then, yeah, even then, you don't, you won't, you don't want fun. Yeah. You, want you don't, you don't want to be like finished for the night and yeah, how was fine. it? Fine. Yeah, it's fine, you know. It's yeah, fine. You know, yeah. yeah, the stuff on the ceiling is <laughs> fine. You know. Hot <laughs> damn. Okay, here it is. There's nothing in Bullet Train to invest in emotionally. I will tell you that, or very little, shall we say. 
the 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 biggest pull is kind of the whole the the father daughter shit, the father son shit towards the end, and some of it in towards the middle. But then that, I'm fine with the movie being just a spectacle if that's all it is. I mean, Michael Bay wouldn't have a career otherwise, right? So you still though Sorry. you still though need to have like I guess I wanted Brad Pitt to win, but not that much you know what i mean like i was like let's just see what happens with this guy that's what it was it was it was more like i was like oh, okay i'll just kind of go along with it i wasn't as invested in it i found it thrilling in places and funny in places and not those things in other places consistently enough okay yeah i was totally on board no pun intended with ladybug and i wanted him to win he's a nice guy he was likable he yeah. has a good rapport with people he's trying to talk them out of it just there's just there's great little moments in this film which I really responded to. One of which is in the trailer, so I guess it doesn't matter. We're in spoilers, but mm. when he and Aaron Taylor Johnson are squaring off, and then and then the the, the girl comes girl with the comes cart. with a cart, and they're like, "That's sure the best... you don't want to talk this out." That's right. Nah, not really. Not All right, then it flings the, the yeah. glass bottle at him. Now that, if you ask me, is the best thing about the film. Like in the in the quiet car train where they're trying not to make noise while killing each other. So that's good. And the girl comes in with the cart. If two people are trying to kill each other, they usually won't stop because the girl's here. Yeah, that's you know silly. I mean? That's cool. I actually like that. So that's the best. And that's why they put it in the trailer because it's the coolest thing about the movie. I, I thought the funniest scene was probably the flashback to when they were arguing about how many people they killed. Yeah, that was good too. And, and I've seen fact, some critical reviews just tear that scene apart going so on the nose. I'm like, come on, what film really? are you watching? No, I had no problem with that at all. And in fact, I would say those two guys are the most interesting things about the film. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian, what's it? What's Tyree it? Henry? Yeah. Their whole thing could almost be like... A film itself. A, if they didn't buy the farm, they probably... Or, like, or one, one of them. them. Yeah. Yep. That could be an offshoot film almost. And this is the thing, maybe I've talked about this before on the show and long-term listeners might remember, and I know you know this about me, Wayne, but I like it when there's enemies coming together against another greater enemy type thing, Love which it. is where this film ends. Yeah. So we get Brian Tyree Henry's character, Tangerine and Ladybug, and I can't even remember the, the Japanese dude who somehow survives being shot in the gut, no worries at all. Yep, yep. And his dad. So these four are going to square off against the white death. Yes. Which is Michael Shannon, which I had no idea that was going to I that had no cool. idea. And then the whole thing that set everything in motion was it was he thinks it's Ladybug that murdered his wife. Actually, it turns out to be Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and, then, and then, oh, it's the Deadpool director, of course. Yeah. You know? But it's nice that they have this connection. Absolutely. And I thought that was great. All that was great. Right? And I laughed loud when I saw Ryan Reynolds. Like, yes, <laughs> so gleefully. Like I said. Literally one shot takes his helmet off and walks away. Exactly. Bam. And he wasn't even credited. I had and a look. you remember in Deadpool 2, Brad Pitt was. Was the oh yeah, the, 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 the invisible yes. guy. Yep. Ah, all comes so obviously now. a little bit of whether that was David Leach who brought both those two things together. I'm sure it was. Or whether it was Ryan Reynolds and Brad Pitt have this agreement, like, hey, you do this for me, I'll do this for you. Yeah, no, I like that. And to be fair, like I say, I, I've got to, I've got to give these guys some credit for trying to do something offbeat enough that by Hollywood standards, it practically qualifies as art for art's sake. I'd be like very interested to read this novel, to be honest, to see how much how different it is. And one thing we do understand is different that they have. According to some circles, whitewashed the characters because oh, Brad Pitt's fuck? character was Japanese and the prince it's was Japanese. It's a Japanese story. Yeah. Like, know, so. It's all right. It's fine. I hate that shit. Well, I understand it to it's a degree. It's enough of a diverse cast for it to be not that But way. would this film have been made had it been all with Japanese? And it would have been made at this level with this money and this to look like this. No. So you have the to sort is of, no. which is, what's the, what's the answer here? I don't know. Um, the, the guy who wrote the novel himself has said, I don't care. I'm just happy he got made. As, as would I be if I was him. Because it's like, look, whatever version makes it to the screen, one, I get paid. Two, 
people hear about my story. Yes. It may not come out the way people I... People like, like me will now search out the novel if exactly. we can find it. Exactly. So if there's a translator. Yeah, and there so must there's be no losers here, really. Yeah. You know, so... I did also like the, the the scene with the bottle, where the bottle got to be where it was at the very end of the film. I like that. Yeah, that's not bad. And in fact... Um, Re- I, really well, nicely shot from the POV of the bottle, beautiful. basically. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I said, not, not poorly made, but Antoine Fuqua probably fucked it up. Oh, fuck so- off. <laughs> Your hatred for Fuqua <laughs> has just begun too far. How would you like to suck my butt? Well, you know the um, the Inglebert Humperdinck music. Yeah. I love that. I actually got to say I love it. So, like I said, this this movie wasn't doesn't that, that was not over the flashback where they yeah, killed sixteen or seventeen six, people. people. Yeah. So, um, but I always like that funny juxtaposition shit, especially when you use a song that I used to love and forgot. And so it's like, okay, that's kind of cool. So I like all this stuff here. I don't necessarily think it was a ripoff of Tarantino. I like the way that seemingly convenient plot devices turn out to be. Well, they weren't that convenient. It was all kind of orchestrated to a greater degree. And I have to say it, Wayne. Yeah. Somebody somewhere once heard of Reap. What do you mean? Because there's some DNA in this film that shares with Reap. (laughs) What are you talking about? Bunch of people brought together for a greater nefarious purpose. Oh shit! Purpose. Yeah, Paul wrote that movie that we did. Everyone, yeah, FYI. yeah. So there's, oh. a, there's another teaser for you. Yeah, I'm sure no one's ever done that kind of movie before. <laughs> we did it first, absolutely. But uh, like this, like a whole bunch of criminal assassins. It's very right. like if we we're not on a train because we didn't have the budget. We had the budget to shoot on a train. <laughs> Last train to, to Frio. <laughs> um. I will say that I uh, the, I did not recognize the voice, his handler, on the phone until the very end. And you see that. Didn't it, you? Nope. I knew from the. Did you? W- breathless ex- expression one. Really? I didn't. I said it's. I bet it's someone famous. I, I was just pleased it. that it wasn't her orchestrating trying to have him killed in some roundabout fucking stupid kind of way because that's what this film would normally be. That's a good point. No, I liked when she turned up the answer. Oh, it's Sandy B. Yeah, and then you know? the thing falls in the car. <laughs> and I like this whole thing. He's got bad luck, whereas the prince has good luck. And those two things sort of come together at various points. Yeah, that's the thing. She's talking about it. I just got bad luck. I just got bad luck. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, and the girl also... I hated that girl character, the girl in pink. Joey King? Yeah. Fucking hated her. Just like, just just hated her hoity-toity fucking... Well, she's meant to be preppy and, and whatever else. Yeah, it just, it just didn't work for me. Uh, that was fine. I liked her. She was in a film I watched recently called The Princess, which is basically Die Hard in a castle tower hmm. with a princess who's trained to fight. Any good? Yeah, I had fun. It's a Hulu original. You can I'll check it out. Yeah, sounds all right. Yeah, so like at times you can tell she can't ha- handle the sword that she's waving around, but in other <laughs> scenes it's really good. So you can see the. I guess you can see the seams by the end of the movie. But yeah, so I was sort of, and she's in a lot of them. She was in White House Down. She was Channing Tatum's daughter in that film. I never saw White House Down. I only saw the other shittier one. Oh, for fuck's sake! Wait, Antoine Fuqua. I thought you. I thought you had seen it because you loved. You hate the other one so much. Oh, White House Down is so much better. What? You haven't even seen it. Jesus. I might just go see it now just so I can see it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I liked I liked the way it all came together. I liked the explanation. Michael Shannon gets to do his thing for a few scenes. That are pretty cool. I'll be honest with you, the Michael Shannon thing, which I didn't expect. I was like, is that Michael Shannon? I actually lean over to Paul. Is Michael Shannon? Yes, it's oh, it's Jor-El. I mean, whatever the bad guy in Superman was. <laughs> so <laughs> Jor-El his father. Jor-El's father, yeah. <laughs> I don't know his name now. I can't remember it. And I, it played by Terrence Stamp yes, in the original. In the original. Yeah, one, one of the three. Zod, dudes. General Zod. Zod. That's what it was. Thank you, everyone, Woo! screaming at their, at, their, <laughs> at, their, at their iPhone. Okay, so, uh, yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say about the bullet train? Mm, um, Any surprises in terms of... I, I was pretty convinced Tangerine wasn't dead when he went off, when he threw himself out and took, I didn't, took that last guy out. Well, that was the... Well, actually, you know what? That was a good thing. At the end, instead mid-credit, of... Mid-credit sequence, must hang around, don't leave until yeah, that's yeah, done. Yeah, there's a mid-credit sequence, check that out. 
Oh, well, you already didn't spoil it, so you know. Exactly. But um, that was because they could have made that end credit sequence part of the ending where it's like, boom, ha ha. And he puts his head out the window. I fucked her up. I fucked her up. <laughs> but they didn't. They made it till the end. And then you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. That you, was a good call. <laughs> you listening at home <laughs> may be wondering why Wayne said that twice. I can tell you by his, the expression on his face and the way he led to the bike, that was meant to be his Cockney accent. Well, I mean, there's not a lot of words there that I could use it, so understandably. So, uh, yes, no. But that was a good idea. I think there was another. So, again, there are many good ideas in this film, and the flashbacks I did like, and I didn't think they were ripping things off like fucking smoking aces. Right? <laughs> well, so, fine. I'm not going to argue with you. That yeah, so, so I, like I said, I did like it, and you, and people, you should see it. Because it might just be, because the trailer is so good, the movie of the summer, as far as I know. If you're looking at the trailer, you're like, I'm going to see that fucking film, right? As long as you're into action, thriller, Sorry, genre a, films. Assuming yep. this is your kind of jam, right? Because that was my review on Letterboxd. If you are looking for films which make you think with characters that pontificate and enunciate very highbrow, yeah. argumental, sort of character development pieces, this is not the film for you. But if you like just genre films where shit goes boom and there are revelations and people get stabbed and heads get cut in half and this film is for you, yes. see it. See it on the big screen. Did you think that the final act, because it's this is one of those films, I was sitting there going, wow, this ending is still going. Because when something happens, you're like, oh. Well, there was, I looked down and went, oh, fuck, we're down to like three of the original characters left and we've got 40 minutes to go. What's going on here? Yeah, there's a and big, then, long and the, end. And then they're, so they're, they're setting up for the big battle against the white dead. Oh, okay, cool. Well, yeah, again, they're coming together, these surviving ones, in yeah. a way that It may, seemed like it ended before it ended, like, so, because a lot of them got capped, like you say, with 40 minutes to go, right? So I, there was moments there where I'm like, oh, okay, they're going to try and do this. So to me, the two-hour runtime. Um, a little bit long, you reckon? Possibly. There's a few criticisms kind of like that. No, a little I, bit I enjoyed it. Two yeah. hours these days is about standard. 30 years ago, 90 minutes was standard. We've basically, as we've gone from 1990 to 2020, we've added yeah, one true. minute per year. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. You always see a two hour film. Again, I wasn't bored, so it's not a problem. But it, it's, I felt it a little bit, I will say. Oh, here we go then. Let's find out final scores and any final thoughts, Wayne, for a bullet train. It's fine enough. If you're, if you're, it's 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 fine enough. Is my answer. Take it back. <laughs> it's a good date Let's film. See. If your Let's girl, see if we get exactly the same score here. Well, if your girl likes Brad Pitt and who doesn't, um, or your guy, or your guy, or you me, definitely go see it. You won't have a bad time, but but take our well, hopefully you're in spoilers now, so you've probably seen it. But take our our, our advice, which is don't expect something as good as the trailer promised. <laughs> How's that? Temper your expectations. Temper your you'll, expectations. You'll you have a great it. time. Okay, so 68. Yeah, okay. So it was pretty close at <laughs> the end. But that does, of course, mean when I announce my score uh, that Wayne, yet again for 2022, which has never happened for the last, ooh, I don't know, 100 weeks, <laughs> is Negatron. Bollocks, bollocks, bollocks. <laughs> That's balls. Wait, what is your shitty? Seventy-four. That's quite a bit higher. It's like six whole points higher, but in our world, that's like a whole star difference. Yeah, especially because you're the one with the highest score. It means a whole lot more. That's what I'm saying. That's why you're seventy-four, mate. I had fun. I was hoping for eighty-five. I got seventy-four. So again, little bit disappointed, like you, but overall, good fun. We'll watch this film again. My wife asked me, will you see it again? At the, I probably would if she, now that I sort of sat with it for a few well, days. Well, take your wife to it. If she I wants say. to go and see it, I'll, yep, I'll pay for watch that film. Um, I didn't pay for it the first time. I'll pay for it the second time. Do you think you and I could pull off a bucket hat? No. No, right? No one could pull off a bucket hat. But Brad Even Pitt. Brad Pitt struggles to pull off a bucket hat, but that's you the think, whole point of his he character. Wears it, he wears it like out. 
he was. I've seen him and Tom Segura just hanging out, and fucking he had a bucket hat on. Maybe that was. And his... again, it's Brad Pitt, so yeah, it's okay. You can do whatever you want. Exactly. So yeah, you still want me, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I totally did. <laughs> That's our thoughts on Bullet Train. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to let us know your thoughts after you've seen the film, you can do so via email the countdown podcast at gmail.com on Twitter at the countdown PC. Check out the 1.1 draft website, thecountdownpodcast.com, and the Facebook list community links in the show notes to join and get on board with all the fun in there. Thank you so much again for joining us. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been the Soundboard. When Wayne's expectations <laughs> are not matched. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> See you next time. See you.